0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to the Fly With Us podcast. This podcast is bringing the art of conversation, self love, self care, mental health care and protection, life lessons, love lessons, and everything in between. Today, we're going to talk about radical self care. I'm Lady Bounce.
1: I'm your boy, Pick Your Fence. And today's mindfulness minute is called Inner Bliss. I sit in silent communion with the inner divinity. I steal the voices of doubt and distraction, taking refuge within. The bliss of the inner self is available to everyone. We just have to stop avoiding it. We spend most of our lives fleeing from solitude, fleeing from the inner awareness. We find it most uncomfortable to sit and commune with the inner nature. We introduce complications through excessive intellectualization through the morse of craving, the reactive emotions, the inner light only needs calm in order for it to make itself manifest. Get still enough, and the inner divinity will be obvious, more certain here, more certain than here is a table or here is a lamp. As you sit here today, your body may introduce complications a slight headache, grumbling stomach, a tricky place in your back. Your mind too may complain, saying, I don't get it, or nothing's happening. Through all of these pro- protestations, preserve and go just a little bit beyond your comfort zone and risk a little. Word up. That was
0: deep.
1: Yeah, that's pretty deep. I mean, and that's basically um, the problem that everybody has with like meditation. Um, some monks call it the monkey mind. And that's the biggest distraction is your mind. You start hearing all of these different things. I could be doing this. I should be doing this. What about this? So-and-so don't like me. I forgot the stove was on. Did I turn off the light. Did I pay this bill? All these different things when you're just trying to sit still. You I've heard some say that you should let those thoughts run for a little while, but recognize them. Because as you recognize them and breathe at the same time, they start to subside. I think the problem is, is after a couple of minutes when people are still hearing all that chatter, they just say, forget it.
0: Hmm. I, I agree. Um. As you were uh, talking, I was thinking about, you know, when I go to meditate, that is me. I have a hard time silencing my mind. Silence in my mouth is not a problem. I talk a lot, but there are times where I don't want to talk or I do want to be quiet or not, and I want quiet, but that mind, it, it's never quiet, you know, and even to the point where at night when I'm trying to go to sleep, when my mind is supposed to be shut off, I can't even quiet it to get to a point where I can shut it off. So for, for me, that's something that, that's really, really hard that I've been trying to work on. I've been trying to, you know, turn my phone off more than 30 minutes before, you know, bedtime or laying in bed and watch something mindless on TV that that's not really interesting. that doesn't require me to think and try to process, you know, so I can, you know, get sleepy and kind of quiet my mind some. But as soon as the lights go out and the TV goes out, then I'm right back to, oh, well, uh, I forgot to make an appointment with this student or I got to see this student tomorrow or this student really, you know, testing my patience today. And how can I not let that happen tomorrow? Or, you know, what do the kids have to do? What what does my husband need? So. I, you know, full transparency, I am a work in progress as a result, you know, as it relates to quieting my mind for meditation and quieting my mind just so I can go to sleep.
1: Oh, I concur. I mean, I've yet even though I've been studying metaphysics for several years now, I still find it hard to um do traditional meditation of just sitting there in silence. Uh, I do love walking meditation. What I usually do is um I put on binary beats or I put on jazz music, something that's not heavy lyrical. Something that will especially jazz. To me, jazz is the best music to meditate to. Um, and then I'm able to just focus on one particular thing and, and focus on my concentration on that. Um, I'm also. Um, I'm pretty decent at guided meditations are pretty cool if you're a person that struggles with the monkey mind. Um, like I said, even studying metaphysics for several years now, I find it hard to just sit and traditional meditation um so if you're a prob- a person that has problems with those those would be my suggestions um a guided meditation or a meditation with um binary beats or some type of um meditation music it could be singing bowl or uh, gregorian chant or eastern music that or indian music that has that frequency to kind of put you in a zone
0: hmm okay i have some some beats like that from my um from one of my classes at central state matter of fact my uh my music appreciation class when we talked about that we when we dove into like world music and uh stuff like that so we definitely have i know i have some gregorian chants and i know i have some binary beats on there i also have a um i have an app on my phone which is It's good, but it's not good because I'm trying to turn my phone off at night. But I have the Calm app and the Liberate app. And on the Calm app, just like you see it on the commercial, there's, like, videos you can look at of, like, just streams and creeks going. Then there's just the sound. If you don't want to look at anything, if you want to, like, blank out your screen, you can listen to... um, nature sounds or a thunderstorm like it has a variety of stuff to pick from and it also has uh, stories and those stories are read by sometimes the author and then sometimes by celebrities and then you can choose to have the music and nature sounds behind the story so between the, the story and then the music and the nature sounds that works to help put me to sleep, but I don't want to rely on that every night because I also need to plug up my phone so we can charge and be ready, you know, for the next day. So I think I'll do what you said and maybe try and use, you know, like my Bluetooth headphones or something like that. Not connected to my phone so I can listen to that until I fall asleep. Those are great ideas. I like those.
1: Hard right up. Now let's dive into it. We're talking about radical self-care, really diving into the self. And, and we started off good because meditation, as most experts say, is the greatest of self-care it's centering yourself, calming yourself, focusing on goals and, and really diving within self. Um, as as we've talked about before, I'm a student of self-mastery under the teachings of formerly S. Ali Myers, now Andrew Ali, um, and he Himself doesn't like for us to consider ourselves as students, because he is teaching self mastery, Mm. and 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 I forget the quote. You probably know the quote. You know I always forget quotes, but um, you know we talk about people mastering their self. Once someone masters their self, that possibilities are endless, right? And and that's what I think about when I think about radical self care. I think about. Doing all those things. I mean, you know, we post daily assignments um, that are just things, everyday things that, like we always say, there are low to no cost that you can do to pour into yourself. Um, but specifically, when I think about radical self-care, I think about those intense things that sometimes we we just don't have time for. We make excuses not to do. But I mean, those deep diving things. Um, like I said, one of mine is walking meditation. I miss that. It's cold outside, so I can't tend to that as much as I would like to. I love walking. Um, but one thing that I've been real hard body on is ancestral work, having an altar. I make sure I'm on that altar every day, every day. Because not only when you think of yourself. You have to think of what I would say the selves before you, uh, meaning your parents, your grandparents, as uh, the common word is your ancestors. And diving into as much as possible as as you know about their lives. And even if it was something that's not been said amongst family, because we know we black folks. The families be keeping all types of secrets, nobody wants <laughs> yeah. to say what, what it is. I, I mean, that's just the way it is, right? I don't know why it's that. Um, we've talked about it before that our con- counterparts that's why they have dynasties and conglomerates because they build as families. Um, but my point is, you can even stuff that's not said by doing that altar work, you can dive into stuff from in your family. Um, so that's that's one way of radical self-care. Um that works for me. I'm on a hard body, I mean hard, hard body lately. Um I've know I've manifested stuff from it. I know it helps me um keep keep um centered. Um I'm a Taurus and when I'm pushed I could I could really fly off. Huh. You know, and it's crazy because you know it it takes a while, but once I'm gone, I'm gone. I'm going, I'm (laughs) gan. I'm gan. And it's not like I really like calming down, but I I think that helps me. Um, Another thing that's hard that I'm not as hard body on that I want to become more hard body on is things like um, yoga. Um, I just do a sun salutation, keeping it all the way real. That's that's pretty much my my yoga is sun salutation that's just what i do in the morning and it it helps from you know sleeping stiff and i have a very physical job so that morning stretch helps um but i would like to become more hard-bodied and that's radical self-care because if you're really deep in the yoga taking a 30 40 minute session especially if you're doing stuff like hot yoga and things like that um that that will be intense. I think that that would really help you to dive even deeper. Um, one thing that I know speaking, um, you know, speaking for you, not to speak for you, but I'm going to speak for you that I know that you wish that you could do more, which is self-care. You know, people think of it as just like a luxury. And that is being consistent with massages, because especially when you have a stressful job like you have. Body gets tense, muscles tighten up, yes. you carry you carry stress in your shoulders, yes. your lower back, and of course your mind. Like you said, it makes the mind even race when you have a stressful job. Like So those massages help keep those those um, spots from getting really tight, you know, especially if you're a person, you know, a lot of times you don't have time to exercise and stretch in the morning, things like that. So That's something I would like for you to be consistent on is, you know, it's costly, but it's got to budget it. You know, we got to keep on getting these multiple strains of income so that we can make things like that happen, Uh, because that's what I think of when I think about radical self-care is a real hard body on when it comes to diving into yourself. Um, What are some things you have that, you know, talk about radical self-care?
0: So as you were talking, I was um, in prepping for the show, looking up some things. I knew you were going to ask me that. So I was like, I was going to be ready. So according to the psychologist at Indiana State University, they said radical self-care is the assertion that you have the responsibility to take care of yourself first before attempting to take care of others. It is necessary to fill your cup first, then to give to others from the overflow. This is what gives you the capacity to heal and move forward in the next chapter of your life. And that is so poignant because we talk about that a lot about, you know, in the early days of our show, we are like, put your mask on first when you're on the airplane and the plane's going down. They say, put your mask on first and then go help somebody else because you're trying to go help somebody else without having enough breath in your lungs. means that you're going to die and they're going to live. Right. Possibly. You know, if you can get to them, you know, in time. So as we, you know, we talk about two, you know, women and not that men don't, but women are typically the heavier when it comes to being the caregivers and wearing the multiple hats. So when wearing those multiple hats, we tend to put ourselves on the back burner. We tend to worry about everybody else and then, you know, deal with ourselves. And, and that's not good. So when practicing radical self-care, it means that you matter to yourself enough to take care of yourself to make sure that you are here and available to everybody who needs you. So a lot of people, you know, they come up with the with the phrase self-care ain't selfish. And when we had Ashley on a couple of weeks ago. That's what she was talking about. is self-care ain't selfish. It's mm-hmm. not selfish to take care of yourself so that you are better able and better equipped to take care of somebody else. When your right, like, car, we- you know, if you think about like your car, when your car needs to go in the shop, you take it to a mechanic. You don't keep driving around with it so mm-hmm. the problem can get worse. So if you treat your body the way you treat your car or the way you treat your phone, you would never let your phone get down to 1% or 0% to the point where it died. So you have the responsibility you know in keeping with the radical self care you have that responsibility to make sure your battery is always charged
1: yeah word up and like I was going to say um um we always say you can't pour from an empty cup so you got to keep yourself full um and, and and I find when you when you really get into yourself I know for a fact that it's easier to um To give into others when you do that, when you really pour into yourself. Um, When we were talking about meditation, um, I was going to talk about something that I've been doing lately. is I've been, uh, you know, trying to keep my skills sharp as far as my music, Um, not just writing, but in my day, you had to be able to freestyle. So what I've been doing is at least like four days a week is I freestyle every morning. And I've been finding that freestyling in the cold helps me dive more into the subconscious. Cause you're so cold and worried about being cold. Um, You know, if you start directing your focus on delivering, Mm. you kind of start to ignore how cold it is. And you're totally focused on just spitting. And spitting subconsciously that you no longer become cold. Uh, another thing that's not necessarily radical, but I just want to give a shout out to our home girl, home girl TK, is that I've been having a salad every day.
0: Me too.
1: Every day, except for Sundays, probably. Which I should do it on Sundays, but Sunday's kind of like my my lax day. Like I, you know, I probably won't eat till about eleven o'clock and I'm just gonna cook up whatever I want to cook up. But every day um during the week, you know, and working, I have a salad. In the last week and a half, I had a salad and soup, plant-based soup. So, you know, I've lost a lot of weight starting my new job and now I'm plateauing, so I lost that weight before I was thinking about diet. I was just eating what I was eating. So now I'm trying to, you know, really dive into the self. Like, yo, you seen what happened just be- becoming more physical. Mm-hmm. If you add that other part of diet to that physical, yo, y'all watch out. It might be beach body in the summer. <laughs> you know, I-, I might be out here with a, uh, I'm not going to call it what they call it on cops. I'm going to say a tank top. Because I ain't beating no wife. You know what I'm saying? Nobody <laughs> should be beating anybody. I'm mean, going to be me out here with a with a tank top. <laughs> or a cut off sleeveless. I might wear a sleeveless sweater. Because I'm still going to be the coolest guy. So I could still rock a sweater in the summertime. But it would be sleeveless.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I know you don't like that. But I'm going to be sleeveless. Welcome to the gun show as they used to say. <laughs> no. Hard body.
0: So when we're talking about this this radical self-care, I want to make sure that we that we get some some points out there about okay. just how crucial and critical this is um, for us as a people, not just people of color, but us as the human race. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if you've noticed, but in the midst of this uh, panorama that we've been going through or pandemic, as some people are calling it, I'm changing the wording because I'm just tired of it. I'm over it all, but I understand the need to, you know, still be safe and and practice precautions and things of that nature. But Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've noticed, but people have gotten meaner. People have gotten more aggressive. I, I noticed mm-hmm. in traffic, people are speeding more or, you know, going, you know, doing crazy things in traffic and driving all fast and driving in the opposite lane to pass cars just to end up yeah. at the same traffic light. Yeah. So, you know, part of that, when, when I see that instead of getting like, I, I don't really get road rage, you know, to that extent. But I feel sorry for the person that's doing that because I'm like how lonely and awful or terrible must your life be that you are expressing it outwardly so well
1: i think you just said it you said that i think that like you're tired i think everybody's tired but i i don't think that people know how to um what's the word not properly but um mm-hmm. accurately or properly Express their tiredness, and they always do it in a. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Positively express their tiredness, you know, and they and they fly off the deep end, and, and, and you know, and and act ignorant basically. I mean, I see people. I mean, you know, we've told. I think we've told the story um on the show before, where I had to tell the guy, "Hey, that's enough." There was oh a yeah, line when we were
0: at the store,
1: when we were at the store, yelling at the cashier like it's the cashier's fault that. The person in front of us, he's behind us, but the person in front of us has two, three kids with him and they have two carts full of stuff.
0: Right.
1: You know, I'm next. You're not even next, buddy. And I'm not <laughs> complaining. Cause, Cause I recognize had a full cart. So. Yeah, we had a full cart, but I recognize these people have two full carts and they have kids with us. I mean, fortunate us to fortunate for us. Shout out to baby girl. Today is her 18th birthday. We have two adult children, but we've been there taking two kids to the store and Mm -hmm. trying to get, you know, handle your business and carrying two kids with you. Yes. Now, one thing that we were very fortunate of that I see that a lot of people don't have a handle on this. They did know how to act in public, especially when it came to like restaurants and stuff like that. Um, They were always mannerable. Shout out to Bear and Amir for being that way, I mean, even though we taught them that, they executed it. Um, but we knowing that, uh, maybe this guy didn't have kids. He was an older guy, probably had grandkids. He was just being—he's just so wound up, right? He—it's like you don't realize that you're not the only person this affected by this uh, situation that we're in.
0: Exactly.
1: We're all in, and that's what I told him. Hey, we're all in this together. We're all going through this. We're all having the same situation right now. So, uh, I mean, like that, I think that that's what it is, is the people just don't know how to um, properly, positively, adequately express their tiredness. And, and it always comes out in a negative. I and mean, like you said, people I can't tell you how many times people go on the other lane in traffic. Or I hear people yelling at each other. They don't even know each other. I'm, I'm not gonna argue with you, straight. Go argue with your mama, man. I'm not gonna argue. <laughs> I don't even know you. I'm not gonna argue with you. You know, have it, take the lane. You know, take the parking space, whatever. Because yeah. it's, it's it's not worth it. And I and I can recognize that. Yeah, I'm tired too. But I know you're tired. I know how to handle a little bit better. Just do what you you know do what you do.
0: Right. And and that that knowing how to handle it, it comes from practicing what you preach. It comes from practicing that self-care. It comes from practicing compassion, because when you have compassion and love of self, it makes it a lot easier to love a stranger or to to give a pass to a stranger because you are walking around with the love in your heart and the love of self. To know that if I harm someone else, and essentially I am harming myself as well, because you are, we are connected as humans, having yeah. a human experience. And I think a lot of people tend to forget that we, that deep down at our core, we are the same. Yes, your political values may be different from mine, but you want a nice house, you want a nice car, you want your family to be safe and well fed, and we all want money in the bank. So. Right. If we can focus on those things that make us fundamentally the same, then maybe our differences don't seem so big, but that comes from taking care of yourself and not letting the actions and the attitudes of others get you so upset that you begin to to deteriorate yourself, which that isn't self-care and that isn't self-love. If you get so upset, you know, at another person that you forget, you know, to, to practice that compassion for, for yourself and for them.
1: Word up. And that leads me to the self-care assignment for this week. Show compassion to a stranger. That's this week's self-care assignment. It could be as simple as if you come to a parking space and two people are trying to get it, let the person have the parking space. If you're going in a store, open the door for somebody. Yeah, you see a hold old lady. door. Hold the door. Hold the door for somebody. Uh, if you see an old lady crossing the street, you know, most people don't want to be touched or bothered, especially during the times we're in. But ask them if they need help. Uh, if you see someone struggling, is there something I could do to help? You? Do something compassionate for your fellow man this week. Do something of compassion. I like it. Word up. Now let's get into my favorite part of the show. Doom, 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 doom. Brain science, 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 science. All right. So this week's
0: Brain science. Radical self-care to protect your overall well-being. So we've just spent the last 20-something minutes talking about ways to practice radical self-care. I'm gonna give you some more quick and easy tips on how to do it. So radical self-care is about making sure that you don't just mindlessly enjoy a bubble bath without actually scrubbing yourself clean. We like candles to mask bad odors. We like pets, burnt food, musty things, But we're not taking the time to really address the cause of that unpleasantness. So we light candles to cover up these smells, but we're not taking the time to address why these smells exist. So, excuse me, we're just going to burn the candles at both ends. We're not taking proper care of ourselves, so we're not focusing on the the right things. So radical self-care is about taking care of things at the source rather than just sugarcoating or managing the symptoms. So what does radical self-care look like? In order to deal with the unpredictability of life, the frustrations you face, the hurt you experience, you need to have strong and accessible coping skills. These can be found in a way you intellectually respond to these assaults on your well-being and how you balance them in your behaviors. Make sure that you challenge beliefs or messages that aren't realistic or based on truth. Rejecting these is caring for yourself. Don't measure yourself against others' expectations of who you should be. Don't let your self-worth be diminished by the negative influence of people who don't appreciate who you are or what you are about. Make sure there's time for stress management activities and pleasurable activities in your life. Carving out space to nourish your resource is the key to well-being. So self-care for your social self. Research continues to indicate that having a healthy social support system is tethered to having a long and healthy life. Humans need love. Humans need friendships. Humans thrive on compassion, hence our self-care assignment for this week. Whether we find romantic love or platonic love, a single best friend or a host of friends, humans are social creatures and we crave a sense of belonging and mattering and getting our needs met through our social relations with others. Self-care for your physical self. When we get stuck in our heads, which is me a lot, we may forget to take care of our bodies. However, we have to care for our bodies because it is our bodies that will take care of our minds. Making time for physical exercise on a regular basis can not only keep our bodies in good shape, but also help minimize depression and anxiety. Two draining conditions that recent events have acerbated for many of us. People who were already suffering before the pandemic are suffering much worse now as a result of the pandemic and missing um, that that key component of just keeping those two things in check. So self-care for your essential self. This is the part of you that makes you unique, that part of you that reflects your cultural identity and spirituality and that innate sense of self. This is the space from which we are driven to find meaning and purpose in our lives. It is that part when we come home to, when we feel battered by life or need to seek a sense of security. It is where we feel optimism and hope. It is where we feel a connection to something beyond ourselves, whether it is an organized religion, faith, spirituality, or transpersonal connections, or goodness and morality. You also need self-care for your creative self. Our creative self is the aspect through which we express ourselves in this world, and this expression can be through words, images, music, art, poetry, actions, dance, movement, and whatever other ways that you let yourself communicate. Our creative self includes our thoughts, our feelings, our sense of humor, how we exert control over our lives, and in what types of activities and pursuits we engage, including our vocations and occupations. So, humans, at our core, are multidimensional beings, and we cannot know ourselves or another if we neglect to know the various components of the individual self. Each aspect of our personhood is nourished and expressed in unique ways, some tangible, some ephemeral. The more complex our world and lives become, the greater the need for radical self-care.
1: Word up. Word up. And I say that's our show for today. would Please, for, for real, follow us on all social media, Facebook, IG, Twitter, TikTok. If you want to throw a little bit in the collection page, you can follow us on Patreon. All the links have been running at the bottom, or you can find the links on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com backslash flywithusLA. If you want to email us, email it us at flywithusLA Gmail, I mean fly at gmail.com. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and please leave us a comment. You want to hear something in particular on the show? Hit us up. It's your boy, Pick a Fence.
0: And I'm your girl, Lady Bounce.
1: We out of here. Peace. Peace.